Hi, I'm Dr. Kishishian, and welcome to our podcast series, PPE, Podcast for Psychoeducation, during the COVID-19 pandemic. A little bit about myself. I'm faculty with the Department of Psychiatry at USC Keck School of Medicine and the director of the Adult Outpatient Psychiatry Clinic at LACUSC and a psychiatrist with the Department of Mental Health. Each week, we will be bringing you new episodes discussing ways in which the pandemic may be impacting you and strategies you can use to help take care of your physical and mental health during this time. During this pandemic, there are already a lot of baseline fears, anxieties, and uncertainties. Those with co-occurring medical conditions may have even further anxieties regarding their medical issues, the risks associated with COVID-19, and their treatment. Many of these psychological issues may be specific to your medical condition. For each episode, I will be joined by leading experts who will share their perspectives and give you some tools to care for yourselves and your loved ones during this uncertain time. We will be talking directly with the doctors and medical professionals on the front lines so we can gain insight into the challenges and strategies to overcome these barriers. Check back every week for new and relevant discussions. Today, I'm joined by Dr. Tom Shaw, a third-year psychiatry resident at LACUSC. How are you doing? Hi, Tom. How are you? Doing great. So, Dr. Kashishin, what topic are we going to be discussing today? Um, I think one of the topics that were brought up by different disciplines is the idea of newly being diagnosed with a medical condition that puts you in what would be classified as a higher-risk group for the coronavirus such as, for example, um, patients with diabetes, um, other diagnoses such as a new diagnosis of hypertension, maybe some lung conditions, um, history of asthma, right? These are things that we've all kind of heard in the news that could put somebody at a higher risk than the average person. I definitely see this being a very important topic to discuss. You know, we hear a lot about the risks of coronavirus out there. And, you know, it it almost seems like people say, oh, only those that have chronic medical conditions are the ones that have the worst outcomes. And it almost as a way to like kind of calm the population down. But when you're one of the people in that population, that just increases the fear tenfold. As a psychiatrist, what what do you think is, is going on in a patient that gets diagnosed in a time like this? I can imagine that there would be a level of um, uncertainty um, of what it means to have that diagnosis. And uncertainty can sometimes lead to fear. You can sometimes have feelings of resentment or anger, but how we respond to those feelings can be challenging and cause impairments within us at times. Wouldn't you agree? Being aware of our feelings can be the most helpful towards our psychiatric health and psychological health. I've, I even had patients that would say, um, no, I, I, I don't have that diagnosis. I don't, I don't have depression or I don't have diabetes. That's, that's not me. Maybe this is a temporary, the labs are wrong. What would you say to someone like that? I think you bring up a really good point about denial. It's a very powerful tool and sometimes it helps us push through those negative feelings and just not accept them, at least not bring them to the surface. When you have feelings of anger, who do you think the patients are angry at, at the, in this situation? Overall, maybe it might initially be angry at 
the people around them maybe being angry at their doctor for giving them that diagnosis, angry at the situation, angry at what have you. But the bottom line is probably anger towards themselves. Yeah, I, I can imagine that there isn't a clear person to blame when you're diagnosed with an illness. And when there isn't a clear direction for that anger, there's nowhere to go except towards yourself. And I think that's where a lot of patients struggle with having a new diagnosis because these feelings have no outlet. And when you unleash it on yourself, that's when you tend to feel depression, you tend to feel anxiety. These are ways that your body is telling you some, you know, there are feelings that are unprocessed that are going on and, and you're having difficulty with that. Do you feel like most people understand when they're going through that type of things, turning their feelings towards themselves? I think that's a very difficult concept to, to grasp, even for very, very aware people, because a lot of times these feelings aren't conscious to us, and they they can be underneath what we think about every day. And you know, you may just feel like something's off and be completely unaware that you have anger, um, and be uncertain that where it's directed towards, whether it's to your doctors, your family, or, or to yourself. So. How do people usually process that? Well, first, do you think it's it's something that's worth processing? Because I, I know a lot of my patients would say, well, I don't want to feel angry. I don't want to, you know, always get mad at the people around me, or I don't want to get mad at myself. What's the point of talking about anger? One of the things I encounter as a psychiatrist the most is that people struggle with the feelings because they they feel like they shouldn't be having these feelings. So if you have anger towards someone you love, for example, you feel a lot of shame about that. And, and so you tend to avoid that feeling and that's that avoidance of the, the feelings that you have are what leads to the anxiety and the depression that you may be feeling. And a wise supervisor once told me, it's the people that tend to avoid their feelings that have the biggest problem with their feelings. So do you think that when somebody is diagnosed with a new medical condition, especially during this time, that avoidance is something they tend to turn to? I think it's easy. I think avoidance is something that is easy for us to turn to. And we've, you know, use it in all aspects of our life just to make things easier to, to get rid of the feelings because sometimes having anger is, is unpleasant having a lot of anxiety about that can be very unpleasant and we'll do whatever it takes to get rid of those feelings. But in the long term, that may not be the most helpful solution. So what can come after avoidance or what can come if you don't process that? The feelings come out, regardless of whether you've processed it or not. It's the equivalent of saying, oh, don't think about an elephant. Mm. You know, that's the first thing you're going to think about. Sure. So the more you struggle against it, the more it comes out in other ways. So how can we stop avoiding feelings, do you think? I would encourage you to accept the feelings and really feel what you feel and seeing where that leads you. And from my experience, a lot of patients have been surprised at how they're able to handle their situations just by accepting what's present. Um, meditation, for example, is a tool that people use to try to sit with their feelings. The definition of mindfulness isn't to get rid of your thoughts and think about nothing. Rather, it's to observe the present moment and the thoughts and feelings that are present without judgment. A lot of times when we're going about in our day-to-day -day lives, we're focused on the past, we're focused on the future. These are things that, 
that lead to psychiatric symptoms. For example, if you're always thinking about your regrets in the past, that's going to lead to more depressive thinking. And if you're always worried about what's going to happen in the future, these lead to anxious thoughts. The idea of mindfulness is that we let go of these thoughts and only focus on what's happening right now. Do I have any feelings happening in this moment? And without trying to push them away as we're trained to do to avoid that feeling rather than just sitting with it, watching it, noticing it, seeing where that feeling resides in our body. Does it lead to deep breathing? Does it lead to shaking? Does it lead to perhaps even a headache or uh, abdominal discomfort? These are all manifestations of anxiety, which comes from the feelings that we're having. So it sounds like we need to really focus on properly identifying our feelings. When we are able to honestly look at our feelings, then we can much more honestly choose the behaviors that are going to be best for ourselves. And it's when we deny these feelings, when we run away from them, when we reject them, then we end up hurting ourselves in the long term. We can get to a place where we have a better perspective about the situation, can make more informed decisions. Obviously, the support of anybody that we have, including our healthcare providers, family, friends, loved ones, helps us in making good behavioral choices and ed educated decisions about our medical treatments and that this is a process. It doesn't happen overnight. This is something we'll get through together. Perfect. Thank you, Dr. Shaw, for your insight. Thank you.